Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia, this is Money Talks. Yeah, who needs Manhattan? Come on, man. <laughs> this is Kenneth Wall. Kenneth Wall. There we go. Buckhead what? Yeah. Yeah, all the, all the real main managers are out here. Oh, yeah, that's right. I you don't know. see too many outside of us. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> so the, the, the real money manager. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that is a true statement. Uh, okay, so uh, again, Bill Laco, Troy Harmon, John Dixon. Uh, we got a bunch of questions, right? We do. Uh, let's start with uh, good friend Bill Murray. He says, back in the 90s, Gene Hensler often endorsed what uh, was then called the Vanguard Index Trust 500 as an effective and ines- inexpensive way to accumulate wealth. I'm glad I followed his advice. Uh, is the 500 still as good as it used to be, or are there actively managed U.S. funds that consistently outperform it over a 5- to 10-year period? Um, well, Bill, I'll tell you this, uh, active managers do generally uh, find it difficult to beat the market during uh, periods of uh, prosperity when the market is up big. Um, From March 9th of 2009 until the end of the year 2017, the market was up approximately 375%. That's an average annual return of almost 20% per year. So, uh, again, you know, double what you would normally see. Uh, the reason that those active managers generally tend to lag is because they uh, usually um, are more conservative than the overall market. So, um, you know, that said, uh, the Vanguard 500 index is one that we have definitely recommended a long time. In fact, I've been with Dr. Gene for 12 years, and uh, it's been on our uh, recommended list the whole time. Uh, you mentioned inexpensive. Yeah, it is inexpensive. 14 basis points or 0.14%. Uh, something that has come along since uh, I've been around, though, is the exchange-traded funds. Now, uh, you can find a lot of them that are less expensive with a ratio, uh, you know, around six or seven basis points. But guess who the benefit of that goes to? It ain't you. <laughs> and the reason that I say that is what a, what a uh, passive uh, fund tries to do is match the market. If it can match the market at uh, seven basis points, it can do it there. At 14 basis points, it'll do it there. The thing you have to watch is not so much the fee when it comes to passive investments, but how closely it tracks the index that it talks about tracking. And uh, all of them are very uh, relatively close. And the returns that are that are reported, you know, wherever the source might be, are going to be after fee return. So yeah, I just the only thing I want to caution people because I've I've had this conversation a lot in 23 years of being here. Don't you you got to really understand what's in the index, right? And make sure that's actually what you want to own. Just because they call it the market, yeah. Well, I mean, there's 250 stocks in the S and P 500. We wouldn't own that's correct on a bet. Yep. So at the end of the day, especially given how it's weighted. So exactly, every yeah. dollar goes in, goes into what? The top-weighted company, which what? Keeps it, the weighting going up, correct? Right. So yep. guess what happens on the way down? Yeah, it gets right. destroyed, and it's the one that they have to sell most frequently. That's correct, yeah. which just perpetuates the loss. That's true. So at the end of the day, what I'm saying to you is, is that, yes, it's very hard for active managers to, to beat the market, but then you discuss risk-adjusted. Sure. 
So you got to decide what your goals really are. If you want, if you're fine with a 50% decline in 08 and 09, then fine. Ride the S&P 500. Don't worry about it. Well, that's right. It's the roller coaster you chose. Correct. Yeah. The problem is most people can't do that, and what they do is the dumbest thing on the face of the earth. They sell. Right. You know, today they want to buy when we're at an all-time high. Yeah. And then they'll want to sell when we're at an all-time low. Yeah. When in reality you're supposed to do the exact opposite. When when do they get back in, Bill? Usually when it feels warm and sunny again, right? Close it's to the late. top. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the stock market is really the only market I've ever seen where people go and want to pay full price. Absolutely. I can assure yeah. you that when I go shopping, the first place I go is to the sale rack. Yeah. You know, I might not want anything that's on the sale rack. It just makes me feel better to look. Yep. No, I don't. And then, heaven I, forbid, you actually find something. Yeah. Like some of the stocks that are, because there's plenty of stocks down 20%, right? There are. Yep. We, I mean, we had I, quite a few. I wouldn't say we buy GE today. But I certainly think GE is something to be looking at when you're down 40%, correct? No doubt. I mean, no GE. Doubt. Yep. Yeah, some of the things that they've done, I, it's cheap for a reason. Don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, they'll fix that reason at some it. point. No, we don't. And when did we sell it? About three years and, what, 40% ago? Right. It was down 40% Oh, trust us year. now, just so yeah. we're clear, we, we make bad picks too. Oh, so. yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying that. But here's the thing. If you watch the company relatively closely, you can start seeing the writing on the wall sometimes. Right. There are some of those events that happen overnight, and that's the reason you diversify your portfolio, especially when you're buying stocks. But uh, Most yeah. people say, I want to do passive investments, so I have to think about this stuff. You're right. You don't have to think about it. That's fine. Don't pay for it. I got it. There you go. Now call me when it's down 30% and you're panicking, and then guess what? Yeah. And, so. Bill, your point about uh, half of the stocks in the S&P 500 we wouldn't own, the half that we do own have predictable earnings, relatively low uh, debt, uh, debt that's easily serviceable, all things that matter when the chips are down. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's uh, basically the whole premise of what we do and right. why. All right. So let's take some more questions here. All right. Let's uh, take, let's take uh, Waleska. Michelle All right. Go ahead. Uh, I'll read it for you. John, this is, uh, I believe, for you. We are planning to sell our primary residence. I would like to know at what date our primary residence would qualify for an exclusion of $250,000 in capital gain. Because it's a new construction situation, I'm, sure of when, uh, I'm unsure of when the ownership and residence requirements began. Uh, we purchased the lot in October of 2014, uh, moved into the home on February 1st, 2016, Lived in it uh, full-time since that date, but we did not have a full certificate of occupancy until June 5th of 2016. There were a few lingering issues uh, prevented full occupancy until that time. Construction loan matured and converted to a permanent loan on July 1st, 2017. Uh, We had provisional occupancy until then. Uh, When can I sell and avoid the $250,000 in capital gains? John, I don't think I've ever read a longer question. <laughs> is it two fifty? Did they lower it? I thought no, it was five. No, well, that was one of my, my one of the yeah I guess issues with the question is married filing joint the exclusion would be five hundred thousand. Oh, see, I knew it. So I'll do something. So I don't know if in this case <laughs> they've they've already used part of their exclusion because it doesn't mention whether or not they had owned a, a house previously and sold it prior to building this house. Um, so so there, can there's you only some, do that one time? You, you can only use it once in a in a two to five year period. Oh, yeah, so, so it, it does. It, it gets time limited. Yeah. Get you started again. Um, but I mean, the overall question. Uh, I mean, in reality, the test of occupancy isn't based on uh, a certificate. It's really based on occupying the house. Um, so, and, and I guess it goes on to the 
the regs go on to explain that you know the token use of a new residence, such as on weekends or vacation, isn't sufficient to start. So, based on the the, the question here and the facts in it, it looks like February first, two thousand sixteen, would be uh, the start date for the the test of occupancy. Um, so there are a couple of weeks from two years, and that's probably not. They are there. They are a couple of weeks, but you know we'd want to have a little bit more facts and the circumstances to find out. You know if they do qualify for an exemption, if they and and you know what it would be. So the question, uh, the answer to this question is maybe. Maybe. No, it, it, no, it no, no. Yes, it there, there it is. There it is. <laughs> He's there's an accountant. The, that's the <laughs> it was a, it was a trick question. It, yeah. it depends. All right, so let's talk. Let's let's do uh, William from Roswell. I'm retiring later this year, and I've had. A few business contacts asked me if I'm interested in taking any community board positions. Truthfully, I hadn't thought about it. Anything I should know. (laughs) (laughs) Run! Yeah, if you haven't thought about it, don't. (laughs) No, no. Hold that thought. (laughs) No, no, that's not true. But here's what you need to know. One, they're going to ask you for money. And two, you want to make sure they have insurance to cover you in case you make, you know, somehow there's a lawsuit. Yeah, liability sure is, is covered. Yep. And some people think the umbrella policy would cover them. They, no, you you want to check. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to check specific it. Specific sure insurance. Yeah. You know, it's generally DNO and yeah. You know, but you got to, but you definitely want to check that. Uh, if this happens to be a homeowners association, the answer is no, 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 run, and run no, fast. no, no, yeah, no. Why no. would you want your neighbors to hate you? No, no. <laughs> that would I mean, be my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my case, I really don't care. But well. <laughs> I still say no, 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 yeah, no, no. Right. <laughs> well, there's usually the time commitment too uh, with with the charities. Yeah. That, you know, but they're always going to hit you up for money. So, always. I mean, yeah, it's not free. Not from you, and also from all your friends and all your <laughs> yeah. all your relatives and yeah. everyone else. You bring know. bring more money from more friends. <laughs> yes, right. absolutely. Or at least uh, former friends at that point. All right, Troy. We got about a minute. So, uh, if people want to reach us, they can call us at seven seven zero four two nine nine one six six. That's seven seven zero four two nine. Nine one six six six. Sorry, or you can uh, email us at drgene at hensler dot com. That's d r g e n e at h e n s s l e r dot com. So, uh, is the market going to be up or down? Or oh man, you know, I, I always will tell you that it's going to be up. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think, tax man? Two out of three days, the market is up. Up, there up, up. I'm going back with my. Oh, no. And I'm a Don't super fantastic flat. guy, no. man. You are a super <laughs> fantastic guy. <laughs> super yeah, I'm going fantastic. back with flat. Wow. I'm going to go back with Bill, flat. I was why? right three times last three year. Three times. Three whole times. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Three hey. times. Uh, what about for the year? You want to make that call? Market <laughs> up? Oh, yeah. It'll be up double digits. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. double digits. History it, it, might tells be, us, it might be 10. <laughs> history tells us that's not a bad bet. No, it's About 15 following a 20% or better increase. Got it. That's pretty interesting. Yep. All right. Well, it's been a slice of heaven. We'll see you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. 
It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.